What's happening, friends? Welcome to Tuesday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. Over on the phone right now is Tiffany in Illinois. Tiffany, welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Um, Go ahead. Great. Um, So I've been with my boyfriend for a little over nine years, and we have a seven-year-old daughter. She's almost eight, November 5th. And he was in a bad marriage. So he will not get married again, but I want my daughter's last name because it's so annoying whenever you go somewhere and you say something and they're like, so what's your relation? Because I have a different last name and I say I'm her mom. And so it's $30 to get married and it's 300 to get a name change. And he said he'll pay the name change, but he won't get married. Is that me being desperate? If he's not going to get married, and your ultimate goal is to have the same name as your daughter, it's not the most ideal option. But if you want to have the last name as your daughter, just go ahead and get the name change and stop pressing him to get married. Well, that's what I was going to ask her. Which is more important to you, the name or the marriage certificate? The name. Okay. I could care less to get married. Oh, well, then there you go. No. But I know, but I just don't want family to be like, oh, she's desperate or something. You know no. what I mean? Oh, here's something else. Who cares what your family thinks? Yep, you have to get past to, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it comes to things that involve you in your personal life and your day-to-day. Do you have the 300 bucks to change your name? Does he have it? He's going to pay for it. Yeah. I said I wouldn't. Okay, that's okay. fine. Well, I mean, and that's good. He wants that on your part. He, unfortunately, he was just so... Like has so much damage or was burned so badly from the last relationship. Hopefully he can work through some of that, but it sounds like a good compromise for now. Do you have Venmo? No, I don't. Okay, well, I was going to pay for your name change. Oh, but I got like, I can wow. get it. I'll get Venmo. Tell him, uh, first of all, stop telling him you want to get married. He doesn't want to get married. So let's just let that rest. No, I don't want to get married neither. Great. Then, okay. then, then it's not I've a conversation point. and divorced. Change your name. We've both been in the same thing. Everybody's on the same page. Change your name. Who cares what your family says? You're not desperate, except you're desperate to have the same last name as your daughter. And you know what? That's okay to be desperate about. All right. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah. Hope your day goes awesome. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. All that good stuff. Thank you. Same to all of you and your crew. Okay. Have a good morning. Good luck. Hey, call and let us know in like a month or so. Give us an update whenever you you figure it out, okay? (laughs) I will do. Thanks. All right. Bye. I can't send her cash in the mail, oh, yeah, but no. I would have been mowed her the money mm-hmm. to pay for her last name. Well, he's got it. Let He needs to handle that. Yeah, but I feel like that's the kind of guy that ain't going to handle it. He's just going <laughs> to keep going. He's going to keep kicking the can down the road. Oh, okay. Um, but if you guys ever want to call us and you have a situation where you want unbiased opinions, we might not be right, but we have no bias because we don't know you. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a therapist. It's the benefit of going to a therapist, except they're trained. Yeah, except they're They've been not. through scenarios, but they don't have a bias in your life. Right. And that's why it's fun to listen, because they're not telling you this because they got to deal with you in three months or tomorrow. We give unbiased. I'd say great. No, we give unbiased <laughs> advice. Uh, but feel free to call us at any time. Let's and get-, get Venmo before you call, and, too, well- just in case. <laughs> <you know what? laughs> and also, we're not hearing the full story. That guy might be like, you, you give her the 300, and he's like, dude. 
What are you doing? Like, this is my side of the story. No, that was the full story. I'm for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started with Tuesday's show. It's that time of the morning where we open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Good morning, Bobby. I've been listening to the show for the past two years. I've even converted my girlfriend to becoming a normal listener. I finished college last December, and my girlfriend is going to be done this upcoming May. We've been dating for almost five years. I now know it's time to pop the question. I already have a ring and have been able to talk to her mom and stepdad. They live very close to my family, so it wasn't an issue over there to go take a quick trip. The issue I'm needing some advice on is how to ask her dad for his blessing. We live three and a half hours away from him, so the only time I'm ever around him is when my girlfriend is there as well. Do you think it's okay for me to call and talk to him over the phone? I feel bad that he wouldn't be getting the same treatment as the other side of the family, but I genuinely don't know when I'll be around him. I know he'll say yes, but I just want to ask in the right way. Thank you guys so much. Love the show. Signed, soon to be engaged. What a lovely email. First of all, congratulations to you, my friend. It sounds like you got the one. Good for you. (laughs) I will say that I asked my father-in-law on the phone. Hmm. Because he lives in Oklahoma. And the couple times, few times I see them during the year, my now wife is with me. Same situation. And so I I internally had this struggle as well. I thought, well, can I do it on the phone? Is phone too impersonal? Do I need to level it up and go FaceTime? Because that's at least a little more personal. Or do I need to secretly make a trip to Oklahoma? Which I couldn't just, I couldn't, the logistics of that didn't make sense. And so I'd made the decision to just call. He answered. It was awkward. But I was like, hey, uh, let me see if I can remember what I said. I think it's like, hmm. I d- I'm, I'm trying to think back and all I see is like, a, <laughs> well, I blacked out, I think. Okay, well, do you know how? I know where how, I was. I know exactly where I was. I was in my car driving. Oh. And I was right, about to get on the interstate. Really made some time for this, huh? <laughs> you did it while you were driving? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> how did I couldn't do it at home. I was afraid Kaylin would be that's true. around that's true. there. So I had to make sure there okay. was no chance for her being around me. And the only place was moving in my car. Yep. Point Valid point. You made me feel bad there. I was I was going to if you just were doing it in between meetings on a drive. But I actually now, think I went driving to make the call. Perfect. I understand that now. How do you know how he felt about the phone call now that y'all are married and it's all behind you and done? Well, you got a winner here, so I think just overall he's pretty happy with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I called him. He answered us. If I'm guessing how I did it, because again I don't remember. I think I was so like, oh boy, this just feels weird. I was like, hey. I'm going to propose to your daughter. Is that cool? I think it was something like that. Oh, yeah. Are we good? <laughs> well, That's it good. was not anything super formal because I felt like that would be fake. If I were to be like, uh, kind sir, thank you for these brief moments. <laughs> okay, well, that's extreme. Yes. Yeah. I think I was like, hey, it's been awesome for Caitlin and I. You know I'm going to take care of her. So I just want to like formally ask, are you are you cool with me proposing to her? Or I didn't say, can I have your blessing? Because again, that didn't feel like how I talked. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, yeah. I think it's great. I think it'd be awesome. I think she loves you. I think you love her. Makes us happy that she's taken care of the end. I'm sure, obviously, yes. He the, Looking at how happy he was on y'all's wedding day, 
for his daughter to be marrying you. I'm sure everything must have gone okay. Better than Ray going, hey, pimp, can I marry your daughter? How'd you ask your father-in-law, Ray? In person, though, right? Right, in person, I did not say that. That was over text. But I just drove to his house in the country, made sure he was going to be there. He was chainsawing some trees. And I just went up to him and I said, hey, I love your daughter. Can I have your permission to marry her? And he said, yes, absolutely. You guys seem happy around each other. And I would have done it in person had we been close. Yeah, I just that's couldn't hard. find the spot. And mm-hmm. I think emailer, Mr. Soon-to-be-engaged, same. It's not like you don't have respect for it because you did that with the mom. It's three hours away. Yeah, I think back in the day or whenever this likely happened, people were very near their families. And you had to give a dowry. I still have yeah. my dowry. I'm What's still a waiting. Dowry? Yeah, like a, the, like parents a cow of, or Parents some of the money. bride give something. Oh. So the some moving gold. forward. Like, you got a dowry because your wife's dad paid off all her loans. Oh, that was my dowry. Mm-hmm. I like that. I can get crap. You didn't get a cow? Mm-mm. Bar of gold? I can get a cow. <laughs> <laughs> didn't get any land. I didn't get anything, get man. Uh, hey, man, congratulations. Call on the phone. If you feel bad, FaceTime. Otherwise, you're good to go. Just have a sincere conversation. Thank you for emailing. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. This is a really cool conversation with Charles Kelly from Lady A. Lady A has two lead singers, Hillary and Charles, and he stopped by my house and we talked about all kinds of stuff on the Bobbycast. But I wanted to play you this segment. And even he said, I haven't talked about this in years. This is the origin story of the band Lady A. Here you go. Whenever people talk about you guys' origin story, how much of that story, and I can relate a little bit to us, and I've been with Amy and Lunchbox for 15 years. You know, we've been together since the the beginning. But it's kind of become a character of itself and how we got together where it's all true. I did meet Amy at a, a restaurant, but there was a little more that went into it yeah. than that. I did meet Lunchbox at a bar, but there were a few things that happened before yeah. we were a show. With you guys, it's you met on MySpace, you got discovered at Third and Lindsley, and then yeah. there they are, they're Lady A. Yeah. I mean, the truth, here's the truth. I randomly called up Dave. I don't know what made me do this. We had like written a couple really crappy songs just piddling around uh, in college at, at Georgia. And I always knew he was super talented. We would always go to the youth, kind of a youth group thing, and he would always play in the band. I was like, Dad, God, that guy's really talented. But we weren't really super close, but we were friends. And anyways, I said, man, I know you're in Atlanta. And I was like, I just need to like write. Can I come up there and just write some with you? And so we had this studio, and Dave kind of knew how to work it in the studio. So we started doing some demos, and we started going out and doing some solo shows just under my name. And it was like Dave, Dave and I were writing these songs. Sometime around there, you know, we created this MySpace page. And Hillary, lo and behold, was a fan of my brother Josh. Well, anybody that remembers MySpace, they have like your top friends. Well, all of a sudden, here's Charles Kelly sitting there. So she said she just randomly checked it out and was like, he's got a pretty good voice. Lo and behold, Dave and I go, or I went to this bar called 12th and Porter. And she was like up singing with a band some. And when she came off, she like saw me and goes, Hey, I'm a fan of your music. I was like, really? No kidding. I was like, well, we should write together. And honestly, I say it all the time. I mean, I really was like, I'm just going to get a date out of this. This girl's hot. We'll see how this goes. So she comes over, um, or first I come home and I'm like, Hey Dave, I met this really beautiful girl. She wants to write. And so we immediately go to her MySpace page and she, her songs are legit. She'd been working with Vic Taylor Shaw. I mean, she had songs like long gone, Anybody that remembers our first record, Long Gone was on there, which made that record. And a couple other songs, which were just super, like, tight, you know, Nashville demos, just 
ready to go. And we were like, whoa, we got to get something ready. And so she comes over like a week or two later, and we had this song called All We Never Need. And I had a little bit of the verse and a little bit of the chorus. And I was like, I don't know how to finish it. And she, I mean, it couldn't have been two minutes when she was in, in our house and Dave's on the piano. And she just starts singing the next line, and we start finishing this thing. The second song, Can't Take My Eyes Off You. Fourth or fifth song, Love Don't Live Here. And it was just like, whoa, this is this is badass. And um, for us, really, we were just writing. Honestly, Dave and I were going to just try to write for her record. We were like, I think this girl's going to be a star. And randomly, um, you know, after a while, I was like, what if just for fun we we do this and just see how it goes? And we started doing a show at 3rd and Lindsley. We opened up for my brother Josh, one of his shows at 3rd and Lindsley, and it was, the reaction was just way bigger than anything we had ever done separately. And so that's kind of how it started. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kenny Chesney announced his Here and Now Tour 2022. Dan and Shay, Old Dominion, and Carly Pierce will join him as special guests. The show kicks off April 23rd in Tampa, Florida. Darius Rucker announced an intimate theater tour for 2022. Darius Rucker Live will visit iconic theaters across the country with special guest Kaylee Hammock. The tour kicks off February 17th in Philadelphia. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Jason Aldean and Carrie Underwood's song, If I Didn't Love You, has been a two-week number one. Jason credits Carrie for taking the song to the top. It's uh, it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm really proud of the song and, and really thankful that uh, it worked out where Carrie could get on board. And, um, you know, I think the song was great anyway, but but having her, you know, get on board with it just uh, just took it to a different different place for sure. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. There's a cool viral video on TikTok of a bride, and she posted this video of her wedding, and she's walking down the aisle with her biological dad. And they're walking, and the biological dad sees her stepdad because her parents are divorced. And he reaches out, and the stepdad thinks he's shaking his hand. No, he pulls him right up. He says, you're walking with us. We're both going to walk our daughter down the aisle. That's awesome. I thought he was going to kiss him. No, no, he didn't kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a real cool tell me something But you had your hand out like something romantic was going to happen, so those who couldn't see it in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's an awesome story that he was like, come on, man. We're both going to do this for our daughter. I think you probably though tell him that's going to happen though. Really, you like like prepare it a little. Well, bit? Well, maybe he didn't even know it was going to happen. He just in the moment was like, you know what, this is this is what I'm going to do. We do read a lot of stories of how this is an awkward decision. We get a lot of emails yeah. about yeah, people going, "What do I do? Who yeah. do I put in there?" And then often it's, "Hey, can they both do it, or can they switch off?" But then it's like, who closes the show and gets to walk them all the way up to the preacher? I think we now know what they should do. Based on this story. Hold hands. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. So yesterday afternoon, we're taking our dogs out of the back of the SUV back into the house. And there is like, I don't know, 20 yards where they have the opportunity to make a break for it. Because we'll pick them up from dog day camp, which they'll go hang out in the afternoon some days. It's like 15 bucks and they get to go play with a bunch of dogs. So we pick them up, we take them home, we take the leash off of them, we go, come in the house. Stanley, big fat bulldog, no problem. Walks right into the house, plops down, takes a nap. Eller, just turned a year old, the rescue dog that we found, uh, getting much better but doesn't always listen. And so she starts walking toward the house and she darts off and she's gone. And so we live somewhat close to a freeway and all of a sudden we hear... 
we, we see her leave, jump through the gate, and we hear, and we're like, oh, it's like slow motion. We didn't expect her to dart off. Like, she's never darted off, jump the gate, and run into the freeway, highway, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if that makes me sound 100 years old. Busy road. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the scariest feeling ever. And we're hearing, honk, 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 honk. Now, as a kid, I had a dog that hit by a car, and it, I still remember it. Awful. I've also had dogs that I've loved that have been my dogs that have escaped that I've gotten back. And that's always a really scary situation. And so she runs, and first thing I do is run out to the road, and I, I don't see her anywhere, meaning I don't see a dog in the road, which is the, the worst nightmare to look for. And so she made it through whatever bit of traffic was going on. And we live where there are a lot of other, there's like, you know, a few hundred yards down the road, there's a school, there's, another, there's some businesses, but she's gone. So this is my PSA here. We have air tags on her, those Apple air tags. Oh. So we had put one in her collar forever ago because she, again, she's still kind of a wild card. We don't know what's going to happen with her. And I go, boop, and I hit it up. I did find Eller. And then you see her running around. Oh, and on, you knew exactly phone. where she was. So we go over to, we're going, and so at this point, Caitlin's driving, and I'm riding past her, and I'm like, take a left, take a right, turn around, you know, doing that whole situation. The cell near our house sucks so bad, we lose her because we can only get one bar on the phone. Oh, cell service? Oh. Yeah. Oh. So we get to where we think she is, but my phone is done. They have no cell service where we live. And I'm like, I lost her. And she's running around like a maniac because we, so we can't find her. So we have to drive back home. I have to get on the internet. Oh, my. Find her again. Go back to that spot. Find her again. We go back to a spot that's like a quarter mile down the road. She's not there. Lose cell again. So we're doing this back and forth. I'm like, okay, find a cell spot. We drive back home again. I get on the internet. It goes, Elder's with you. I'm like, wait. This, I was like, my phone is jacked up. Zoom in. She had come back through the backyard, crossed, oh, crossed the highway oh. again. Oh my gosh. Come back to the backyard, grabbed a pumpkin that we had, that we have as like a decoration, oh. and was holding a pumpkin in her mouth. Like, what up, guys? <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh. So here's my, my, my PSA. If you have dogs that escape, you can get one of these air tags. There are three of them in a, in a box from Apple, and they cost $70. We have one. I have one in my wallet, which, by the way, I'll do my wallet now. If I ever want to find my wallet, and Amy, you lose stuff all the time too, so this could be good for you. Yeah. If I ever wanted to find it, I can push this button. Oh. Oh, oh wow, your wallet it. beeps. And so if it's in the house or wherever it is, it'll also do this. And you can keep pushing the button. Same thing with the dog. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. And, or if you want to stalk somebody, all right. you do is put it in their car or their purse. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Under their car. But then yeah. won't it beep? <laughs> you don't have to beep it. Oh. You can just track it. Okay. If you um, accidentally beep it, you're in trouble. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's that sound? So we had a big... A big drama-filled day with the dog. We found her. Everything is great. But this AirTag helped us find where she was. And if it wasn't for the cell service, we'd have found her immediately. But we did find her. She was in the backyard and come back in. And good for her for finding her way back home. Good. No, not she almost died twice. There's no way she gets across that road without people stopping yeah, and like, I know. like slowing Scary. down for her. I'm just proud of her for knowing good sense of direction. Man, we were freaking out. But the AirTags are really cool. They're really cool. I think I may get them for you guys for Christmas. Ooh, I would love Ooh. that. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and claim that that's my gift to you guys for Christmas. Is I'm gonna get you air tags. The end. Can we get How four for put, me? Because I have four kids. Yeah. Instead of the you're three. gonna put one on so each many kid. Underwear. <laughs> so many underwear every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the Employee of the Month award to go out to one of you members of this show. Somebody is gonna win a hundred bucks in cash, be awarded Employee of the Month, and get to choose any segment they want. You get to have control of the segment. 
Now, what will happen is you'll each have 30 seconds to read why I should pick you as employee of the month. It's never been more wide open as it is right now. Some months I go into it and I'm like, this is easy. This person has exhibited such a tireless work ethic. They've been a great influence. This month? Huh? We'll see. Up first, Amy. Am I on a timer? You're on 30 seconds. Whenever you're ready, begin. So I would like to thank this show, in particular you, Bobby, for giving all of us the opportunity to do things that like we normally would never do. Like Eddie walked 100 miles, which was amazing. I believe he was a recipient of Employee of the Month because of that. Oh, yeah. Well-deserved, by the way. However, I recently almost lost my life for the sake of entertainment on this show. That's true. I took a shot of the hottest alcohol in the world, and I must say, I took it like a champ. I threw that shot Time. back. Time, 30 seconds. That was 30 You spent man. the whole first part of it thanking yeah. the show. And mentioning well, me, which is I- awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, there right. you go. There's Amy's 30 seconds. Let me make a note here. Gosh, 30 seconds goes by so fast. Yeah. Up next to compete for his 30 seconds is Lunchbox. Lunchbox, are you ready? I'm ready. And begin. The show doesn't go without good content, and all I do is bring good content. Who went out and proved they were one of the most famous people in Nashville, top 25? People are still talking about that segment. I did. Then I got in a car and drove all the way to Murfreesboro, Arkansas to dig for diamonds. People still talk about that segment. Two huge segments. Oh, you want a third one? I had a baby, and people were just (laughs) clamoring by the radio to find out, was it boy, girl, what's it look like? Guess what? We put pictures. Boom. Did you not miss most of the month? Yeah, also with the baby, he was out for like three weeks of I'm just asking if that's the right part of the month. Yeah, I think everything he was talking about was before this month. October, yeah. Scuba, when... Was Lunchbox's stuff before the month of October? Yeah, he's been gone pretty much, I would say, 60% of the month. Okay. (laughs) Not that it matters, because you you can bring a 40% that's strong. (laughs) It's stronger than these jabronis. Yeah. Okay, got it. Next up, Eddie. You ready? 30 seconds begins now. So, October was a huge month in my life. Me and my family adopted two boys, and when we were adopting our kids, we said, ah, maybe I can get paternity leave, like someone else on the show who missed 60% of the month. But I did not, Bones. I stayed here, I did my duty on this job, and I covered for Lunchbox while he was on vacation, paternity leave for four months or whatever, four weeks, so I did my job. However... I know you want to vote me to, to get this thing, Employee of the Month, but I don't think it's for me. It's for Amy. We almost killed her. Let's be real. Okay, time. By I the mean, way, you can't shame Lunchbox for yeah. taking paternity leave. What do you Second mean? Because your kids were but, already with you. Yeah, you already had like your years. kids. Oh, did I mention? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw Lunchbox like that. Yeah, my bad. All right. So, But you're saying it's not you anyway. You're, you're pushing, hey, putting it on Hey, give it to Amy. What are okay. we doing? She did one thing. She almost died, dude. And it, it, it did happen to her because it landed on her, too. Right. right. She didn't choose <laughs> to do it. Just, right. She didn't come up with the idea. Uh, Morgan, you ready for your 30 seconds? I'm ready. All right, and go. It's been a huge month for all of our digital platforms. I'm the digital director, and I spend several hours a day making sure all of our social media, everything is covered with everything that is happening in everybody's life on this show. And I'm just going to say, we're hitting podcast numbers we've never reached before. We had nearly 2 million unique visitors to our website just this month alone. I'm just saying, I've been working really hard to make sure all those numbers hit. So I feel very proud of myself, and I really want this award. There she is, Morgan number two. And she wrapped it up three seconds early. Wow. Wow. I don't think that's not going to go on the chart as a plus. (laughs) 
All right, we are competing for employee of the month. We'll do a couple more. I'm going to, uh, Scoob and Mike, you guys have won it before, right? You have, no, Mike, you haven't, you haven't won it ever? Oh, oh wow. Well, wow. I don't think there's your month either. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Raymundo, 30 seconds, go. Yeah, well, they all talked about stuff that happens while we're here, 5 to 10 a.m. That's not what I'm about. I am community outreach. I'm at the bars. I'm taking pictures with people. On the DMs, nobody hammers those like me. I'm responding to at least two to 300 people every single day. Sometimes am I drunk, and do I message them? Yes. And do I get <laughs> negative press? Yes. But I care about the show. I'm always saying Bobby Bone Show. Because of me, Nashville knows about the Bobby Bone Show, and I will hang up and listen. Well, we're on in like 150 cities. And other cities. But this is the only one where he can really go out and yeah. Yeah, be but, boots on the ground. But not DMs. True. Drunk DMs can be anywhere. Sure. Drunk DMs. Okay. I mean, listen, so far I'm still wide open. Oh, really? Honestly, yeah. Uh, Abby, our phone screener. Sorry, I'm caught on my chair. <laughs> Abby always like stumbles into I know. And, and he's like, like doom, 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 doom. I'm struggling. Abby, are you ready? I'm ready. You have 30 seconds to go. Okay, I drove seven. I drove lunchbox seven hours to a small town in Arkansas. Got put up in a murder hotel. Almost <laughs> lost my life there. And then I watched him dig for eight hours. Got content for that all over the place. It was very good content, I must say. And then I drove back seven hours, and he didn't find anything. Um, also, I must say, I also uh, Facetimed a firefighter. Um, I didn't even know him live on air. My heart was pounding at 100 miles a minute. So that was a lot. And. If that doesn't say hard work and dedication, I don't know what does. <laughs> well, let me say and this. Here's who it's between. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and hold. Mike, you're not going to win, Mike. Yeah, Mike even puts himself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scuba. Mike oh, should win every month. Mike, Scuba, and Ray should win every month. Uh, that's why we're all going to dinner in two nights. Whoa! That's right. Big dinner. <laughs> Secondly, it's either Abby or Morgan. Ooh. Oh. What? How Sorry, can it be Amy. Abby? I mean, well, she has I mean, done a lot. Probably oh the most commented, complimented, most interaction has been about the fireman segment. Um, can we ask? How, Lunchbox wasn't even here for that. That's why he's saying, "How can it be Abby?" Yeah, oh, like that's what? True. Because it was like days worth of anticipation and days curiosity. Worth of material. And, yeah, and Abby had to get vulnerable and share like her text messages with a boy she was flirting with. <laughs> and I drove him to Arkansas. How is he saying? How is it me? Ugh. Lunchbox, not Sorry. the fireman. All right, so oh, yes. um, <laughs> let's take a let's take a vote here. Abby or Morgan? Well, I don't want to vote. I'll you, vote. It's, a, it's on I'll you. Vote. What? Go, Abby. Both I'll vote. Doing- Yo, Abby, that was great content for a, what two weeks, three weeks of her life. Crazy, I loved it. Ray, yeah, Abby, all the way. I've never been that excited for a segment in a while. And it sucks for Morgan because she's so behind the scenes and I there's know. so much work, but. Like, she was making sure all of that was out there for people to see and comment on and know about. She's got more months. Amy had the most, or excuse me, Abby had the most emailed in segment in the history of the mailbag when we don't even ask for segments. Wow. That's amazing. Amy? I'm going to go with, oh, don't make me pick. Um, Morby. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'll go Morgan because it's probably going to go to Abby, but Morgan, I feel the love. Okay, it was close. Morgan, you're going to finish a strong second. That's all right. All right. Abby, you are going to be employee of the month. You did it. Oh, you got a song. Man, I got a song. This is awesome. Abby, what what would you like to say? Uh, This is probably the first and last time I'll ever win, so thank you. (laughs) 
this is awesome. Uh, and and to Morgan, I, thank you for all you do, too, to make sure all of it got out there. So you did I great. vote for Morgan. You totally but deserve it. Abby, you have $100 in cash. Coming to get Whoa. your money right now. Oh there God. she is. Coming to get her cash. Woo. It is Abby, our phone screener. Have you talked to the fireman at all? He still texts you? He still texts you? You didn't respond one time? Oh, no. he follows her on Instagram now. He does? Oh, yeah, we did figure that out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. That's weird. So he like texts me stuff. He like texts me responding to my Instagram stories now. He's still trying, huh? All right, stay away from that. He's still trying. <laughs> All right, and a hundred dollars, Richard. There she is, Abby. Everybody. Here's a voicemail we got last night. We're just wondering, me and my boyfriend, if you guys have a morning routine, something that you do every single morning before you go to work. Uh, we'd love to hear about it. Love the show. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you for asking. Here's here's my routine. Oh, God. The stupid alarm. And then I wake up, and then I go, oh, God, I got to drive to work. And then I get here, and I'm like, oh, it's early. <laughs> and then I'm all that way until it's time to go. And I'm like, hey, everybody, what's up? How's it going? Oh, everybody like having that. a good day? Yeah. I fake it for like an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I, I don't really have a routine. I've tried everything. I've tried to exercise in the morning. I've tried to. It's just early. Yeah. There's my, no need to try to work out. Yeah. My routine is just grind through it until you get here and then grind through it until you're awake finally. So nothing cool, but we, we have an abnormal schedule for sure. Uh, here's one more voicemail. Morning studio. I'm just wondering if Lunchbox realizes that by not winning that raffle to space, he missed an opportunity to become famous by being on a Netflix series. He was really down about that. So this could have been his chance to get famous finally. Any thoughts on that, Lunchbox? I had no idea there was a Netflix <laughs> a series involved in that. I think I would have gone to space for that. So you would have... Risked my life to be on a Netflix series. But you said to us, because of your kids, that's probably why you didn't want to go to space. Right. But you're willing to give that up to be on a Netflix series. I'm willing to give up everything to be famous. Oh. To more famous. <laughs> wow. Everything. Your wife and kids? You and the family. You're willing to give... Let me just hear, let me just hear this right. You're willing to give up, give up everything to be famous. Yeah. I mean, I'm famous already, but to be that level famous where I have my own TV show. You give it all up. Give it all up. All of it. All of it. Everything. All. I mean, you can send postcards. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You can FaceTime. <laughs> from space? <laughs> I, I can barely FaceTime from like the upstairs part of, yeah. the, of my house, much less space. But I'd give it up, man. I, just think, me in a Netflix show, oh, that'd be amazing. If it was 50-50, you'd die, but also you'd get really famous. I go. Yeah, because his kids can grow, just watch that news clip over and over and over. Well, thank you for the call. We appreciate that voicemail. Leave us a voicemail anytime, 877-77-BOBBY. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So, Bobby, you love Red Lobster. Yeah, I do love Red Lobster. I love more. People usually go to the biscuits first. I do like the biscuits. But for Red Lobster, as a kid, that was the only seafood I was ever exposed to. And it was once a year, and it was our fancy dinner. And so, still shout out Red Lobster. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the biscuits, because that's what I'm talking about. They are hitting the freezer aisle at Walmart. Now, they have had the at-home kits, like in the baking aisle, but you have to go home and make them. But now these are ready to go. They're in the freezer. You just put them in the oven, and boom, you're done. Cheddar Bay biscuits. Yeah, the biscuits are good. What I didn't like about Red Lobster was walking and seeing the lobsters. Oh, Oh, in the aquarium. Mm -hmm. But that was every seafood place. Yeah. So that's what I don't like about any. So we. And by the way, did you know fish isn't seafood just because it's fish? Some people go, mm, I like seafood. Well, trout is not seafood if it's not from the literal sea. Oh, because it's from a river. Yeah. That's or a point. lake. 
Oh, river food. Yeah. Lake food. <laughs> yeah, water food. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. I never thought of that. Some people will go, I like seafood. Well, what do you like? Well, I'll, I'll take the bass. Nope. Unless it's sea bass, it ain't seafood. All right, what else? Okay, so I have weird things people find attractive. Someone asked this question on Reddit, so I thought I'd see if anybody in here has something weird. I'll give you some examples. I pulled the top four. Uh, One person said, when guys are reversing the car and they put one hand on the back of the passenger seat to look backwards, that's hot. Why are you asking guys if we think that's hot? You're talking to all Uh, guys. We all might have one. I don't think there's another way to do that, though. You have to put your hand back there. I don't put my hand back there. No, No. I got a little little screen on mine. (laughs) I don't even turn around. That's Bobby not manly. Looks at the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at the screen and it puts little lines on there. <laughs> I ain't turning around. Okay, someone said scars. This could be either guy. Hey, or lady, girl. I got some big scars. No one ever thought that was sexy on me, though. I've got one that goes from the bottom of my sternum down to like my pelvic bone. I bet Caitlin likes it. No, uh, not a single person has ever gone. Hey, you know what's sexy? That scar. <laughs> okay. What about being able to make a good Excel spreadsheet? What? <laughs> mm, yeah. I got a lot of women doing that. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I would go to the bar and open up my laptop, and I would have my Excel up. <laughs> Want to see something hey, cool? I was, beat, I was beating the ladies off with a stick. Yeah. Okay, so, and then the last one is, this person said she's not sure why, but exhausted men look super hot to her. And so I was like, oh, Bobby. Hey. You're exhausted. Always. I just, just, I got, my eyes are halfway open all the time. Okay, that's a pretty dumb list, but thank you for sharing it. Yes. Okay, so Mar- Martine McBride was talking about her parenting, and I thought this was good advice. She said that she does not spoil her daughter. Obviously, she's super successful country superstar. But when it came to her children, she felt like she didn't give them everything and she wanted them to work for things because she feels like if you do that, it robs them of their satisfaction in life. So we need to remember that as parents. I read a story from Shaq going, my kids ain't rich. I'm rich. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like they're going to work for. Here's the difference, though, if I may speak on this. Is that if you, and I come from somebody, I'm somebody who does not come from money at all, extremely poor, but I hope that my kids come grow up completely different. So I'm in like a weird situation where I'm trying to break the cycle, and I think I have. That being said, let's say you have rich parents and they say, we're not giving you anything. They still are able to provide a great education and great contacts for you and get you, even if they don't give you a bunch of money. And I think sometimes that get lo- that gets lost, and then people that grow up like I did go, oh, you're acting like they didn't get anything except all the connections and all the opportunities. Right. Like, I wasn't paid for to go to college. I had to go, my parents didn't even know where I was going to college. I just left one day. Right. So, that being, not being a hater, but I just want to speak for people that don't come from anything and say, it's not the same when somebody rich goes, you know what, I'm not giving my kids anything. Except the opportunity to go to a great school and get a great education and have great contacts so they can get a great job. You know, that's like the fine print that's left out of this stuff. That's a good point. That's all. But people don't realize that because they don't. Anyway, good well, but you and I both like, you know, one of her daughters, Delaney, we worked with her. And when mm-hmm. I she is a chef, she d- teaches yoga. She went to massage therapy school like she was working like three jobs when I met her. So Martina good, hey, good for her. Doing that's not right. toward Martina McBride. It's just at times. People without a voice don't get to talk. And so I have a big voice, so I will talk. Do it. Uh, all right. That's it. Oh, I did. Yeah, I'm 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 that's done. my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. 
Autumn was seven months pregnant when she caught COVID and she got really, really sick. And doctors feared for the safety of the baby. He said, oh, hospital, emergency C-section. But the mom was so sick, they had to put her on a ventilator for two months. The baby was fine, went home with dad, been living at home. Mom has never meant the baby. She's gotten better. And now after two months, she finally got to hold her baby for the first time. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, that part is awesome. But let's go back. I mean, she has COVID and is having a baby. That's scary. I mean, she's, so she's on a ventilator probably as they're doing a C-section. So the doctors have to be extra careful. Yeah. I mean, everybody's in COVID gear. I mean, that's just a... All yeah. of that is crazy. And the fact that she got so sick from COVID, not just had it, but got so sick from COVID, she had to be on a ventilator. Like, when you get on a ventilator, they're, they're having to breathe for you. And so now she's good. Baby's good. She's good. She got to hold the baby for the first time. Does the baby come out with antibodies? I don't know, but they said the baby was fine. Dr. I, Lunchbox. I asked the Lunchbox, <laughs> like, does the baby come out? It's a matter That's a good question. <laughs> That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Have your kids done school pictures yet? Yes, they have. So there's a mom that's upset because the photo company said, hey, we'll do digital touch-ups on your kids mm-hmm. for their school pictures if you want. Yeah, no, that's a real thing. Like, I've, I saw it and I was like, what? We did not have this option when we were kids. But also, I just don't even like that it's an option because it's just perpetuating the problem. The services offered include skin tone evening, mm-hmm, yes. blemish removal. Crazy. Even offered to parents of pre-K children. What? It- They're offered on an opt-in basis. Parents are under no obligation to pay for it. Heck, our company didn't do that for us. Nope. <laughs> We're adults. Uh, yeah. Thoughts. Thoughts are, here's the thing, like on the, I can see where like blemish removal, like if a kid has acne and it's really bad, like I don't know what that's like for that kid to feel like, oh, in the yearbook, there's my photo with my acne. Like, okay. I, it's it's such a weird place as a parent because you want your kid to be able to flip through the the picture, the the yearbook and be confident in their photo or if your parents have them framed. But it's like, oh, it's just such a fine line because evening out the skin tone, your young kid and face tuning, everything is just getting so out of control. Are they I think face tuning. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're putting on the coconut filter just like Instagram stories. <laughs> yes. And I've heard, too, some people will offer to remove braces from photos. And I'm like, what? Now, why do we hate it, though? Well, I guess I hate it because it's just this filtered world that we live in. And so, so many kids are just becoming used to being able to alter things to fit this standard that isn't, we didn't have to deal with as a kid. If you let your kids post filtered pictures of themselves online already, right? what's the difference? Well... I like, I don't, I don't, if my kids are doing a filtered thing, cause they don't have social media, if it's on mine, it's like, you know, with the horns and like a, a bunny ears or something like it's not so that they can look pretty and beautiful, but I see it as with some of my daughter's friends, like, and I see how they are with those pictures. Everybody is self-conscious because of social media. And so then now it's like, everybody's self-conscious because of their yearbook photo. I, I agree. I, I don't know the solution, but I understand this mom's frustration. The solution isn't to be mad at the photo company. They obviously are providing something that people want. Yeah. Obviously. But then as the parent, you get to decide if your child yeah. gets... If they said, this is where I would get upset if I were... I think this mom being upset, okay, everybody gets upset about everything. There's not a segment I do where I don't get to complain about it. Right. However, if the if the school would have said, we're going to make sure that everybody looks good, and, we're, and if there's a blemish, we're going to fix it, and it's all... Then I could understand understand but giving an option hey mom you don't have to take the option you don't do does it stink that everybody feels like they need to be filtered now and then this whole world yep 
Yes. It does? It does. But there's, it's not to be mad at the photo company. If you want to be mad at somebody, yell at Zuckerberg. Hmm. Go stand outside of Facebook headquarters and scream at him. No, that's meta. Well, Facebook is still the <laughs> Facebook company, yes, yeah. but but yes. I don't even know if they've changed yet, though, officially, have oh, they? Oh, I don't know. Regardless, I understand the frustration. I think she's frustrated at culture itself. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad at the people that are doing the pictures. And then I guess it's a, the real conversation is it's your child's picture, so you can go to them. But then as a parent, if if I don't want to say, hey, would you like to have your acne removed? Because maybe it's not even then, – then suddenly – my child might not be concerned about the acne, but suddenly she's concerned about the acne because I've mentioned removing it. But don't you think she already knows and she's probably already been self-conscious of it and you know if she is or not because she's your child? Yes, I would hope so. But yeah, I just would want her to feel con- like some people, acne is a thing that some people have to deal with. And if we didn't make it a big deal, then people wouldn't feel weird about it. Okay, but now we're looking at a whole societal <sighs> I issue. I know, it is. It's a struggle. The only thing I thought was it's weird companies are doing that. Yeah. yeah. But then I thought about it and said, well, it makes sense because our phones are doing that. Mm-hmm. And all these kids who are 14, 15, 16 have the opportunity to already do that to themselves. So why would you not provide them something that they already can do? Yeah. Another thing that I saw this year, I think, from our school is a retake option which I think maybe was for kids that were absent or missed it. But if you if you got your photos and you didn't like them, you had an opportunity since they were there to go retake them. That's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> I'll just ask for a whole new face. I'll take all the filters, please. Can, can you do the tongue one? <laughs> you know, when, when that was a thing. Uh, let's go over and do the morning corny with Amy. The morning corny. What sound does a limping turkey make? What sound does a limping turkey make? A wobble, wobble. <laughs> wobble, wobble, wobble. And wobble, wobble. Got it. It's funny, I like it. <laughs> that was the morning corny. <laughs> On the phone right now is Jose in Missouri. Jose, welcome to the Bobby Bone Show. How are you? I am phenomenal. How are you? I'm doing real good. We're going to give you a chance to win a th- sorry, $100 <laughs> in our game. Who wants to be a hundred air? That's the next Woo-hoo! segment here. Now, What's going to happen is, oh, I love his energy He's into it. What's going to happen is one of these show players will represent you. And I wish we could give you a million or a thousand, but since I'm having to use my own money here, we can only give you up to a hundred bucks, okay? Dude, a hundred air sounds like a lot of fun, dude. It's all good. Love it. Now, I'm going to roll this dice and the winner is going to play for him. Amy, pick a number one through ten. Eight. Seven. Three. Five. Five, four. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. I've got a ten-sided dice. Come on. Remember your number. The number is. Who picked the lowest number? I think it's me. The number zero. Oh, so it's Ray. Oh, zero's a choice. Ray's dumb. Oh, yeah. Ray's Ray. Oh no. Ray sucks at this. He's the worst. Ray sucks at this game so bad. <laughs> what do you pick? Uh, did, I, did I pull three. him from it? What'd you pick? I picked oh, three. Oh, him. then Eddie's the winner. Oh, okay. Oh, what do you do? Four? four. I did. Yeah. yeah. Hey, okay. It's me. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Well, so yeah. yeah. Two things here. One, Eddie, you won, and two, I forgot I banned Ray from playing this game. Mike told me. <laughs> oh well. So I got that too. Okay. Hey, you're in luck, Je- Jose. Uh, Eddie will play f- for you and with you next. Okay? Let's go. It's time to play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air. Our player today is Jose, who lives in Missouri. Jose, how is your day going? Dude, I am like totally geeking out right now because I've been wanting to get on the air with you for a long time just to say, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Do it the right way. Say, uh, More in studio, we'll yell back at you. 
All right. Good morning, studio. Morning. Jose, do you leave us voicemail sometimes? Yeah, I leave a lot of voicemail. Come on. There he is. I knew I recognized his voice. I knew it. Now, we're going to give Jose a chance to win $100 in coal. Hard. Green. Ooh. Rectangular. Yes. Ah. All right, Eddie, pick the number three. Eddie, you won. Are you ready? I'm ready to represent Jose. We're going to win this thing. Let's go. For $1. Yes. In children's stories, how many wishes are usually granted by a genie or a fairy? Uh, I think it's three. Like, that's where I went immediately. I don't think I want to waste a lifeline on this. So let's go three. The answer is three. That's correct. Okay. Now, the reason I don't go to Jose, if you're listening to this, is because we have found listeners have Google, and they Google questions, and they cheat. So can't be trusted. Can't, right. Although I do trust Jose. <laughs> Sounds like a good guy. Your $5 question, if you'd like to continue. Yeah, Jose, do we continue? Absolutely, man. Let's go. In the movie Home Alone, what's the full name of the character left Home Alone? Kevin. Is the first name in the movie Home Alone? What's the full name of the character that was left home alone? Because it's Kevin McAllister. Give me Kevin McAllister. Final answer. Correct. Yes. Do you want to hold with five bucks, or do you want to continue on to the ten dollar question? Ask my man. Let's continue. Keep going, Jose. Absolutely. All right, your ten dollar question. Who was the oldest U.S. president to ever be elected at 78 years old? <sighs> Who was the oldest U.S. president to ever be elected at 78 years old? Now, you do have three lifelines. You can ask a friend in the studio. You can flip a coin. Or you can make a trash can basket from across the room. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know this answer. I think I'm going to have to go with someone in the studio because oh. I'm not 100%. I'm not even 50%. Who would you think it was? If you're not going to answer, tell us who you thought it might I be. I know that Biden, there was a talk that Biden was one of the oldest. I don't know if he's that old, though. Okay. So that would have been my guess. Who would you like to ask as your lifeline? I feel like Amy would know presidents. I mean, Lunchbox is looking disgusted that I'm not picking him, but I, I don't trust him. Why don't you trust him? Because what does he know about presidents? That's why he doesn't trust him. What does <laughs> yeah. he know? Eddie, so, I need you to pick your lifeline. Uh, Bones, I'm going to go with Amy. Amy. I think she knows the answer to this. Talk with Eddie here. Who's the oldest U.S. president to ever be elected at 78 years old? I mean, the first person that comes to my mind is Ronald Reagan, because I know that he was the oldest at one point, but this Joe Biden is a good... Right? <laughs> I don't know that I know... Maybe he just looks really old and confused. At times, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't. I feel like I would have. We would know. It'd be like a big story if he beat out Ronald Reagan. I feel like I've read that story. Did, that, he, did he beat that, him out? No. That he, yeah. That he was the oldest. Really? I remember hearing something where like they said. I mean, he may not make it through the whole term. Like that's how old he is. <sighs> I just don't think. Out, he outbeat Ronald Reagan. Oh no! Oh no! Unless this he is did. Tough. This is tough. I, this, Eddie. Eddie, I need an answer now. Since I picked Amy, I'm gonna go with whatever Amy says. Okay, and you say Ronald Reagan. Well, the answer is Joe Biden. No, Eddie. No! I can't believe you guys didn't get that. I can't that. believe you didn't come to me. I, I mean, cannot that. believe that. Oh my God. Uh, 
Uh, it was a big story. It's it been a huge, huge story. Oh, I, I missed that. Well, what? Why didn't you say I it? Did I did say it. Oh. But, oh, well, why didn't you go with your... Because I thought I thought. I know. I right. was not confident. I'm sorry. I just thought... Oof. Don't apologize to me. Apologize to Jose. I know. Jose, I'm very sorry. Oof. Wait, but you picked it. Oh, good. Huh? Oh, good. He said it's all good. Oh, okay. Jose, I'm very sorry, buddy. That's okay, buddy. All right, buddy. There he is, Jose. I feel terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jose. Wow, they didn't even get... I didn't even get the to the paper wad. Well, nobody won $100. We'll try to play again. How old was Ronald Reagan? 69. What? Nice. He, Joe Biden's that much older? Uh, Joe Biden... At 78 years, 61 days. Donald Trump at 70 years, 220 days. Ronald Reagan at 69 years, 348 days. So those are the top three. Mm -hmm. Okay, we were in the So Ronald Reagan wasn't even in I thought he was always the oldest. It was Donald Trump, then it was Joe Biden. Dang. Well, that's how you play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air, where luckily I saved my money. Yes. (laughs) Sad for Jose. All right, so what happened? Well, finally signed up to be one of those parents that takes the pregame snack to school for the soccer Ooh, team. Pressure, Sliced too. up oranges, washed grapes, like all individually in baggies for So you each did player. all that? Yes. Could it, you have taken candy, though? Or do they have rules? No. you No, 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 no. Candy, that's not a responsible parent thing to do. Pre-game snack, you need things that are hydrating like grapes and oranges. But there are no rules to answer his question. I'm sure. I don't know that there were specifics. I think maybe they have a list and it said like orange slices. Okay. So, yes. So, made these cute little baggies for each player. And then this is just a reminder to parents, like, check your email because I got it all done, bagged up, ready to take and get there. Game is canceled. So now... Well, why was the game canceled? Oh, well, it had rained earlier. But I thought, well, it's not raining now. Game's still on. But they had sent out an email hours before. Problem is, I just never checked my email <laughs> to see it. But I, so now in my fridge, I have like all of these little bags of fruit. And they're just in there, like, ready to go. Stashira, my daughter, she's like, I'll just save them for the game next week. I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're still going to be good. <laughs> Didn't she have to go to the... Like the doctor in the, oh, the school? school nurse twice in one day. Mm-hmm. Because of something she was eating? Yeah. So I was like, they said, if she comes again, we're going to have to send her home. And I said, well, what's going on? And they said, Taki, <laughs> that spicy chip. And so I was like, okay, my daughter seriously might get sent home from school because she's eating too much Taki. And it really messes with her, but she loves it. Kids these days are obsessed with Taki. Every teenager that I know, it, like Taki's like the cool thing to eat, I guess. And they always want Taki. And she knows that it doesn't make her feel good, but she tells me it's worth the sacrifice. And I said, well, you went to the nurse twice a day during school, so we might need to just, you know, limit ourselves. Anybody here eat Taki? My son. Love them. Oh, you guys they do are eat them? delicious. No, my 13-year-old, just like Amy said, love yeah. Takis. Yeah, every kid, right? Yep. It's Is a it thing. peer pressure to him, or does think, he just like them? I think they just hear about it at school, and it's like, hey, we're at the store. Let's get some of that. And then he loves it now. Yeah, like I was trying to think, like, what was comparable? Like, when we were kids, like, was there a food that everybody wanted? Because the talkie is that way. It's a craze. That's like, interesting. The only thing that I can think of would be making a suicide drink. Yeah. When what you go, oh. Dr. Pepper, <laughs> Coke, Sprite, every one everything. of them. You did every drink into it, <laughs> then you would act like it was good because of what everybody did. And it was terrible. Hilarious. We call them suicides. Probably not the best Probably name not. for it. Nah. I don't even know why that was. Because maybe it's just like you never know what you're going to get. Uh, any food that you guys that they thought that was cool back in the day? 
Because I can't think of food as even being a cool thing. I know, but I'm telling you, I always thought kids is. who had food to eat was cool. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. You had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> well, I don't always have all meals, you know? Wow. Oh, yeah. man. Okay. Well, what, how do we get out of this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, ta- hey, we'll get you talkies, bud. <laughs> all right. Thank you. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. All right, so there's a soldier who was deployed for a long time. His name's Army Major Fred Groom Sr. He had been stationed in Kuwait. He was supposed to come back for a couple weeks. But he said, hey, can I get permission to leave two weeks early? It's my son's final football game of the year. So they let him do it. So he had to get home, and, but then it's to hide from the son because he doesn't want to stay in a hotel. But he wants to surprise his son at the football game. So he got to the house, hid in the house until the son was able to leave. That's tricky. <laughs> Right? Yeah, like, like, where are you going to hide? And also, how hard is it to hide? Because you know you just want to so run excited. out. Yeah, you know you just want to yeah. run out and hug him around his neck. And so then he had to get to the game. So what he did is when the players took the field, he was dressed as a referee. Oh, my gosh. And so all the players ran onto the field, and his dad dressed as the referee, like, continues to walk closer to him. <laughs> And then finally, he's like, oh, my God, that's my dad. And then it was a huge hug. Come on. But it was like even like the next level dressing like a referee. That's funny (laughs) and awesome at the same time. So they had a big, long hug. It's 50 yard line and everybody cheered and it was awesome. And there's a picture of I mean, it's a big kid, too. He looks like he's about six, five (laughs) hugging his dad in a full referee uniform, like at the coin flip at midfield. That's so cool. cool. And cool. The school and the get the people at the game to like allow all that. It would just be so tough to go home and not immediately go and say mm-hmm. hi and yeah. hide in the house. But that's pretty awesome. And then later on, they kids scored seven touchdowns. They <laughs> did? No, I don't know. Oh. They don't have what happened in the game. I'm just kidding. Oh. That would have been a cool story, though, too, huh? Yes, definitely. Oh. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby's Big Stories. I did think this was really cool. The next Apple iPhone and watch could have a feature that detects a car accident and dials 911 automatically. Yeah, that's crazy. And you may go, how would it know you wrecked something? But the crash detection feature would be using what they call an accelerometer chip, which would see any changes or sharp increases or decreases in gravity or force of impact. Wow. So imagine you're going 45 miles an hour or 60 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden you aren't. They're like, well, that's not right. The only thing is, you have to push it and go, okay, I'm about to go on a roller coaster, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Don't freak out. I'm about to get on that Texas Giant, so uh, if you could just hold off. For- but that, that, that's awesome, huh? Yeah, no, that's amazing, because I think for some people, too, like if they're in an accident, their phone goes flying wherever, and maybe they're able to call 911, but they can't find their phone. And if you're texting and driving, this is what happens sometimes. You know how they know you're texting and driving? Because that phone ends up in the floorboard where your feet are, where the gas pedal and the brake are. Right. When I drive, I will look at my phone if I'm in a red light. I'll admit it. I shouldn't. I will admit it. And I get beeped at occasionally. Not a big phone looker while I'm moving. Try. I've really tried to eliminate that from my life. But I leave it in my passenger seat. So if I do get into a wreck, even if it's sitting in my lap, I don't want someone to think I was on my phone. I sit in the passenger seat. That way, when I'm in a red light, I got it real quick. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's the best or even the legal thing to do, but if we only looked at our phones while we were stopped, I feel like the world will be a better and safer place, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what stinks is, is when there's a, a lane next to you in the left that's a turning lane, and you're setting at a red light, and that turning lane starts to go, and you think that, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You see yeah, it from your peripheral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you start to go. I've almost hit a couple cars from in the butt doing that. Uh, so that's story number one. Story number two, couples who meet online are six times more likely to divorce within three years. Why? 
I'm glad you asked. First, who's met online here? Mike D, Raymundo. I mean, Tinder? Yeah, that, online. that's online. That's online, dude. How is that not online? Okay, so spe- be clear be in a for Game him. Game of Thrones chat room? Well, or what? What you, online boy, or an app? My boy Tindered with my current wife, and then I met her just as an acquaintance. I just met her through him. Mm-hmm. Is that secondhand smoke, though? Yes, yes. that's secondhand yes. online. Still smoking. Yeah. yeah, that's secondhand smoke. You're still <laughs> around it. Uh, so, a new report finds there's a better chance of online couples divorcing than those who met partners in traditional ways, like going through family and friends. Couples who meet online are actually six times more likely to get a divorce within three years of marriage, while 12% of those who met online divorce before their third anniversary, that was only true for 2% of those who met through traditional means. Don't know why. I would assume it's because you're meeting someone online, you kind of have this presence about yourself that you've curated. I do that with even in person. Oh, but if you're if you're introduced to family and friends, then they're kind of like, okay, yeah, this is kind of what you can expect from Maybe this person. Maybe they've had okay a, a, a pre foundation. Yes, because they have other people that can oh, vouch yeah. that for the sense. fact if the curation is correct. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good theory. I like that. Mm-hmm. I met Caitlin through a friend, which yeah. is weird these days because a lot of people, because of too much work, because of proximity, aren't meeting folks. So I do feel like I was lucky in the traditional sense of I had a friend that said I have a friend and that's how we met. Yeah. And the marriage might have a bigger support group through all the friends that will help that oh. relationship well, get together. I would just argue the people on the internet are real nice and you can just go to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. yeah. <laughs> uh, an update from a story we talked about a couple days ago where the dude punched the flight attendant. Now there are so many of these you may not remember. <laughs> it's true. But let me just give you a little here. Alleged flight attendant attacker says he punched her in self-defense. The 20-year-old from Irvine, California, facing federal charges after attacking an American Airlines flight attendant is claiming self-defense. Brian Sue has been charged with interference with a flight crew as well as assault. He was on board a flight from New York City to Orange County last week. Officials with a flight attendant's union said the passenger got out of, got out of a seat, punched her in the face twice because she had accidentally bumped into him. Okay, that's not self-defense. Now, he also says he recently had brain surgery. And explains that it was he who bumped into the attendant who pe- became aggressive. He says she charged him, not the other way around. Okay. I'm just going to go with my this is my baseline is I fly a lot. A lot. Mm-hmm. More than 95% of Americans probably because this job demands I go to different places. I've never seen a rabid flight attendant. <laughs> <or> a ra- <laughs> never. Right. In all the history of my flight, it's, I'd never... And I mean, to be able to charge someone on an airplane, you'd have to have a running start from like way back in the front or the back or the middle. Like how can it, the aisle is so tiny. How do you charge someone? And on top of that, the fact that he's using, that he had a condition in his argument and not that he didn't. And that condition doesn't warrant, Hey, let's evaluate what he's going through. But he goes, well, I had brain surgery and I was attacked. It's like, (laughs) they don't really relate. One's just for sympathy and the other one. We can't be hitting our flight attendants. No. no, team flight attendant over here. I never thought, yeah, I never thought it would be a something I needed to say out loud. Or, no. Guys, justice for flight attendants. You know what I'm saying? Did you see where like Peloton is partnering with Delta or something to like on the screens on the back of a Delta flight, they're going to be leading people through like meditation and other calming, like breathing exercises. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's almost genius. Like they're trying to come up with a way to keep people more mentally healthy on a flight. I won't watch that. <laughs> well, I'll think it's some of those ads they show at the beginning. I'm out. It might become mandatory. Okay, finally, uh, Dancing with the Stars recap. I'll give you five seconds to turn us down for 30 seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Spoiler alert. 
Last night was Queen Night on Dancing with the Stars. Our guy Jimmy Allen made it through again. Yeah. With a really high score. I was watching him dance, and I was like, oh, man, he's next level. He's starting to get next level good. Oh, good. That's great. He's just got to win that fan vote. You got to be great at one of them and good at another. For me, it was the opposite. What I was really great at was rallying our team, our troops, like being there. I was only, I wouldn't say I was good at dancing. You were good enough. Yes. Yes. He's getting so good at dancing that all he's got to do is find that connection with the audience. And he could actually win this thing. I'm starting to feel that a little bit. Uh, And The Miz and Whitney Carson were sent home. Oh, wow. The Miz went home? Mm -hmm. I thought he was good. We will now stop talking about Dancing with the Stars. Thank you. And they're back. And we're back with things you care about. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. We got a couple calls here because I said I would take them. Uh, Janet in Maryland is on the phone. Janet, thank yes, you for calling the show. What's going Hello, on with you? Studio. Morning. Sorry, we, we got a little tangled up here. Say that again. Yeah. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to and on the airplane, the guy that got angry in the airplane. I was in a situation one time before, and it's not always the cut the the passenger. It's sometimes it is the stewardess. Now I hadn't slept in a couple days. I was flying back from Texas to Maryland, and I stretched my foot out. I was in the first row behind first class. So I stretched my leg out because my leg was hurting because I was a little bit taller. And my foot was in first class, and the stewardess kept kicking my foot. And then she would open the curtain and slap me with the curtain. And there was a, there was a, um, a preacher next to me, and he says, oh, my gosh, she kicked you again. And it's just a, the, the same time, she's slapping me with the curtain. So I stood up and got in her face and, and went crazy on her because, you know, if she wanted my foot out of first class, she should have just said so that it kept kicking me. Oh, wow. I co-signed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got me there. I didn't see that one. The difference in that news story was there were people that saw it and had their iPhones out. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, yeah, that stinks. Hey, listen, all flight attendants aren't great flight attendants. I've had a couple get sassy with me. Yeah. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't attack them because up in that air, that's a federal crime. Yeah, I don't want that. I'll just take my lumps and get my foot out the aisle. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, that stinks. I'm sorry that happened, Janet. And I'm I'm glad you had a preacher there beside you to calm you down. Yes. Yeah, she was like, she kicked you again. Oh, my gosh. And that's the first thing. The second thing, oh, real oh. quick, is y'all talk about movies all the time. There's a movie that you guys need to watch, and it's called Julie and the Phantoms. So it's a, I've watched it seven times now. Is it it's like on Netflix. Josie it's, and the Pussycats? Because that one I liked. <laughs> Um, no, I haven't, oh. but I saw Julie and the Phantoms. It. it is the greatest ever. Okay, uh, let me go. Let me Google Julie and the Phantoms. It is a Rotten Tomatoes of 93%. Wow. We may have a great recommendation here from Janet. And it is an 85% on, or 8.5 on IMDb. It is about a teenager Julie finds her passion for music and life while helping the Phantoms, a trio of ghostly guys, become the band. This is like Josie and the Pussycats, except they're dead. This is like Josie and the Pussycats. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that recommendation. We may check that out, Janet. Okay. All right, thank you for talking to me. Are you kidding me? Thank you for calling us. You're awesome. <laughs> okay, thanks. All right, bye. Bye bye. You want to do the monkey story first? Yes, I've been waiting. Yes, let's go. Okay. Wait, yeah. So, 
Last night I see the story about a Texas football coach's wife. He's an assistant coach who has a monkey, and the monkey bit somebody during Halloween. And that's pretty much all that was coming out. And I thought to myself, make a note. Need to read more about this tomorrow. <laughs> love monkeys. Love football. Like Halloween. Yeah. Like it's all the ingredients of like a, a, a good story. So what happened was, according to a neighbor, a next door screenshot. And I guess next door is it's one, a neighborhood is app. One of these pages where you can talk page. to people in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The story is Danielle Banks, the wife of the University of Texas tight ends coach and special teams coordinator Jeff Banks. They had a Halloween party in a haunted house. Mike, I need you to correct me if I'm wrong because I had you double checking me. And someone got into the haunted house and the monkey wasn't supposed to be in the haunted house and the monkey bit the person. Uh Uh-oh. Now, I'm seeing a couple different stories online. This is the wife, I believe. I had a haunted haunted house on one side and one side gated off. She's typoing in this, so pardon me there. He had no permission to go past the gate. I had no idea he went into my backyard. Neither did I know anything about the bite until a doctor in the neighborhood told me that he had to treat a small bite. No parent have contacted me about it. Then someone wrote, is the monkey vaccinated? <laughs> and then she wrote, let's go. Bur-. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't write that. <laughs> oh, boy. She wrote. Wait, I don't get the joke. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Then she wrote, yes, she had all of her shots and she's an emotional support animal who was not to be touched. She speaks by command of high five. No one is allowed to touch her unless I say so myself. Tom Campbell reports, I'm hearing a report from a credible source that Texas Longhorn special teams coach Jeff Banks' monkey allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick-or-treater last night on Halloween. The monkey's jaws apparently had to be pried off the small child. Whoa, this is very different. Danielle Banks writes... Hey, neighbors, I have built, this is two days prior, I have built a small haunted house maze at my house. I'm welcoming all kids Sunday, 7 to 9.30 p.m. Adults are welcome to come tonight as there is a party. Swing by. So, the allegations do suggest that the Banks' monkey injured a trick-or-treater. She was quick to dispel rumors of an aggressive attack. She did acknowledge an incident involving a child and the family pet. By the way, I looked at the picture. It's so cute. <laughs> the <laughs> monkey. Yeah, the monkey's so cute. Is it like the friends kind it's of like monkey? monkey. Yeah. Or a bigger monkey. It's a, no, not a, it's, it's, it's not, not a, a gorilla. It's not a silverback. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cute little monkey. But like, like a- she claimed in now deleted videos posted that the family's monkey was caged in a gated area behind the home. No one was allowed to access. Quote, I don't even play when it comes to my animals. And they say, why did Danielle delete her Twitter account? As the original tweet about the alleged attack went viral, she defended her family on Twitter. We don't know the reason. Well, okay, that's a lot. So the monkey was in a cage when it bit? What I can tell from this is we don't quite know. Here's what I will say. The monkey's cute. It's it awesome. <laughs> Make me want a monkey. If someone went into an area they shouldn't have been or weren't allowed to be, it's kind of like all... Uh, Everybody's fighting for themselves. I mean, if I go into somebody's house and they're like, hey, don't go into that room. There's a, our pit bulls in there. Mm-hmm. So it didn't happen in the haunted house. It hand, happened in the house? I'm going to be honest. The only thing I know is a monkey bit a kid. Okay. Because yeah. we got two different sides of stories coming out here. If that monkey was living his monkey life in a monkey home, in a monkey place where a human shouldn't go, I'm team monkey. Right. If the monkey somehow got out and bit a kid, I'm not team you're, monkey. You're team but, Yeah, kid. I mean, it's unfortunate. I'm, yeah. But, okay. 
And then like, did it bite the kid? And well, then the, a doctor had to treat a small bite? Or did someone have to pry the jaws of the monkey off There's the kid? a lot of that. I, I believe know. both, according to the story. They had to pry the jaws of the monkey off, and the doctor had to treat the bite. Okay. Just a wild... Like, I was so interested in the story that I woke up this morning and checked back. You know, my uncle had a monkey, bit my mom in the ankle. My great aunt had a monkey, and, and that dang thing threw poop everywhere it went. How do y'all have all these monkeys? I don't in have any. I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my uncle was in some bad stuff. It was like a bad trade. Was it? Yeah. I don't know how she, my Aunt Alvy got this monkey. <laughs> I just remember going over there and it would throw its poop at people and only met it twice. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if they sent it to the hey to the farm. Well, I heard that our monkey went back to the zoo. Oh, that I didn't. Mm-hmm. It probably they died. both got sent to the same farm. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Did it say. wear yeah. like a diaper? Nah. It just it pooped in its hand and th- threw it out the cage. Oh I think it was getting old by the time I was around. Because Aunt Alvy was a really old aunt. She was my great aunt, actually. Yes. Yeah, wow. So it wasn't just an aunt. It was a great aunt. And that monkey would just, <laughs> just chunk it across the room, man. Oh man. Well. I hope this monkey case gets settled, solved. I hope the monkey was just being a monkey and someone accidentally stumbled in. That's my hope. Yeah, and the kid's all right, right? Yeah, my hope is that everybody goes, well, this was an accident by all. Let's just move on. There we go. And I mean, is it, if there's really an, I mean, I guess any type of animal can be an emotional support animal, miniature horses, pigs, Mm -hmm. donkeys, whatever. But like, (laughs) what if you're going through this haunted house and the monkey was accidentally in there and you see the monkey crawling, you're like, this is some real deal. They're like, I got to tell all my friends and then it attacks you. You're still probably, I don't know, three seconds into the attack. Like this is so real. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. Uh, Interesting. Let's move on. One other Halloween story about trick-or-treating is Lunchbox went and trick-or-treated by himself as an adult. And you dressed up as someone I'm not familiar with, Romeo from PJ Mask. Yeah, it's a cartoon that my kids love, and he w- they were all the characters from that. And then my son told me I was going to be Romeo. So that's what, it kind of looks like a mad scientist, really, is what it looks like. So here are clips of people reacting to a 40-year-old man trick-or-treating as a mad scientist. Yeah, and most of these people, there was no knocking on doors. Everybody was just sitting out in their yards this year. So there's no knocking on doors. Just walk up, and people are out there with candy. Here you go, clip one. Trick or treat. Ten each. <laughs> One, two. Based on size, yes. Yeah, based on size, right? Three. I mean, these little kids don't need this crap. I need it. Right? Four, five, six, seven. All right. Eight, nine, and ten. Eleven. Talking to other people? <laughs> yeah, as they're walking up. I'm surprised you don't get punched. People are in such a mood to fight. Oh, that guy, hey, that guy came up and put his hands, like, pushed me away. Like, no, no, no more, no more. Oh, Oof. wow. This bit gets more dangerous every year. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat because he's getting older. Yes. <laughs> uh, here is a second clip. Trick or treat. What's up? What's up? I need at least two handfuls of and they give out Jolly Ranchers kind of weak. Go to the next house. Go to the next house. God, he's a <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what did she call you? What? Uh, something you can't say on the radio. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Even the dog. She, she's like, the dog hated the dog you, too. Like, the dog did not like me. this old man. And then finally, <laughs> LB gives a Google review after you get the candy. Yeah, after I get the candy. Okay, here you go. Trick or treat. 
Happy Halloween! Oh, yeah! You guys got good Halloween decorations, I gotta say. I'm impressed. But next year, we gotta carve the pumpkins. It's more fun when I see carvings in the pumpkins. Gotcha. It makes my Halloween a little bit better. Okay. But, we'll and, work on that. All right, thank you. Just, yeah, just room for improvement. But good job. That's my Google review. Who oh, needs to be coming to my house when I'm giving him something? <laughs> critique in my house. Mm-hmm. They think he's special, huh? I just think I that eventually he's gonna get beat up. It's yeah. almost time to retire this bit. Especially because people these days seem to be fighting a lot more. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all everybody's on ever edge. since 2020. Yep. Everybody's people freak on out. Edge. Uh, nice job, lunchbox. Thank you. University of Texas assistant coach has. We can't decide if it's a girlfriend or a wife, and they had a monkey, and somehow the monkey bit a kid during Halloween. We just kind of talked through it. And then Lunchbox goes, you know, she used to be a stripper and it was her stripper monkey. <laughs> How did he know that? I, I started reading stories. I started Googling all about the story and they have links to pictures. She was on Jerry Springer and there's the monkey on the pole. Wow. And she has an Instagram account for the monkey holding stacks of cash. So wait, to- it's an emotional support monkey or a, a, a prop? Like for your show. Could it be both? Maybe a little bit yeah. of both. Okay. It's like <laughs> back in action helped mama at pole assassin win the prize for of 10K on the stage. So this assistant coach is married or dating someone that used to be a stripper that Allegedly. had a monkey. Yeah, that had a monkey. Well, his whole life just got brrr, like yeah. dumped out. And, and her <laughs> Twitter name was pole assassin and that is now down, no longer active, but that's everything tagged in these is pole assassin, pole oh. assassin. I no words And there's right pictures now. of the monkey. <laughs> and the monkey's giving her a high five on the pole. I'm looking at pictures here. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how he responds. <laughs> high fives, she said. That's exactly what she said. I wonder if the University of Texas is looking for a new situation there. The, well, I mean, the, that the, would mon- suck, the monkey has like, entered the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this the, is hilarious. The, is he a good coach? He's I don't a tight end special teams coach, so they don't really get a lot of notoriety, so I have no idea. No, oh, well, they're in the news now. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're in the news he's now, the big most, time. He's <laughs> the most famous coach of the day. Oh. Wow. This is interesting. That's wild. Do they have a pet? I'm still just in love with the pet monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the monkey would get on the pole. The monkey's yes, on the pole. pole High fiving, Amy. <sighs> How do you even get a monkey to go to begin look, with? Amy, Amy, look. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's that. Okay. We can move from that. Just wanted to hit you with the update. Oh. Uh, <laughs> monkey <laughs> underscore Gia on Instagram if you want to see the monkey. Wow. Eddie, you're one of your sons. Was trick-or-treating. Yeah, the two-year-old. And what happened? Well, you got to understand. Like, so last year we took him, but he was little. He could barely walk or whatever. This year he was Spider-Man. He would walk up to houses. And a lot of the houses had bowls in the front, you know, with just a sign that said take one or the fan, or the owners of the house just sitting right in front of the table. So the two-year-old walks up the table. He sees the bowl of candy and puts his hand in there and grabs a handful. And the guy goes, just one. He can't. He doesn't know what that means. So he still grabs the he handful. He doesn't know what just one means. No, he just sees candy. He grabs all of it. So the guy that's sitting at the table slaps my son's hand, and the candy falls out. And he says, "I said take one." And my kid looks at me like, "Uh, uh, okay, what just happened?" And then he goes, and then the dad looks at me and says, "This kid's gonna be a thief when he grows up." <laughs> I'm like, "What is happening right now?" What did you do? Nothing. I just said, that's okay. We don't need candy from here. Let's go. Let's just keep walking. Probably the most mature thing you could have done. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have. I was shocked. Acted different. I don't know. That's wild that someone would hit your kid on the hand about some candy. I agree. And it's, I don't, it wasn't like he was the only one that that slapped my kid or whatever, but every other house that we went to was so hardcore about only one, only one. Just it take sounds one. like, but y'all were trick or treating in an area where there was like tons and tons of kids. So. I get it, but if you don't want people reaching in the buckets, you hand them one at a Great time. Great point. That's hey, what Steve I was Steve. thinking. Steve, you seem like a fighter. 
Yeah. If someone had slapped your kid's hand, what would happen? I, I guess it depends on the scenario and how, I guess, hurt my child was. But I always look at if I were to hit them back, then my child's without dad. So I think the best thing to do is just kind of like reprimand them verbally and then walk away. The old so, me would have kicked his ass. There are two theories. <laughs> yeah. There's it takes a village. Yeah. Like, hey, he's telling my son he shouldn't do this by slapping his hand. I don't like the hand slapping. But that's yeah, one theory right. someone could say is like, I would have slapped his hand. So it takes a village. So a neighbor did that. Mm-hmm. Not the way I would have. I would have preferred. Or it's like, don't touch my freaking kid. Exactly. Like, hand him a piece of candy. Yeah, if you don't two. want him grabbing yeah. all the candy. You know what I think I probably would have done? Hit the bucket up in the air. And yeah. Like, oh, the yes. Because exactly. I think that I was just trying to think what would I do just instinctually because I wouldn't have fought him either. I am a wuss. Like when you think of the biggest wusses of all time, I'm up there at the top. Sure. <laughs> so you slap the bucket and run? I don't I don't even run. Oh, but I would. But listen, because this- I'm a wuss who if I have to, I'm pretty strong and athletic and I and I can take care of myself. OK, but I hey, I'm be- trained. I have a set of skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take I, I would be nervous that clearly this hand, this person in this home that was slapped a kid. That's that's just not normal. Mm-hmm. So I would be scared if you flip the bucket that he would come and like pounce on you. Mm-hmm. And I welcome it. Oh, okay. Because oh, really? then it's like him <laughs> fighting I'll call you. Steve. Okay. I call him my reinforcements. Scuba, were you a fighter back in the day? Um, I, I think I was when when I was heated and and angered. Yeah, especially if you violated someone that I cared about, friends or family, then I would go the extra mile to shut you down. You ever punch somebody in the face? Yes. Yeah. And I've been punched in the face too. Yeah. What? Mm. I was gonna say which is worse. I, I, I can answer that question, but which hurts for longer—the hand when you really connect, or your face when you get connected? I think the face hurts pretty bad. Yeah, I mean the hand—you kind of get over it because the adrenaline's pumping, you don't really feel it. But the face—that I mean, especially the nose. My nose is broken from being hit. Um, what did you do to get hit? Uh, it was just like a stupid fight. Yeah, like like nothing that was. It didn't involve a monkey and a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it didn't have a great story, but it was just something stupid. Okay, uh, yeah, that's that's a tough situation, Eddie. I think you did the right thing. I mean, you know, you say like what you would do. It's just weird when it happens. You're like, I don't know what to do except get out of here. To be fair, there again, there's fight, flight, and freeze. And anytime we've ever seen Eddie in a situation where he has to depend, he always I freezes. freeze. <laughs> yeah, he freezes. He's the one I don't. And he's like, I've been trained. I get the defibrillator out and save some lives. Yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I think he knows how to do it, but... Yeah, I got the knowledge. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think you're Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I hope not. I, I, I hope if it's a real bad situation, I go for it. Mm-hmm. But in like a minor one where my kid gets slapped, I did nothing but leave. I will say as easy as it is to pounce on you right now and be like, come on, man, be a man. I think you did the right thing. Thank you. By just going, we're going to go somewhere else and get candy. Yeah, I'd rather just not get in trouble and then tell a story on the radio the next day. That guy... Complete douchebag, though. Totally. I know. Don't like, do that. Does he have but a do you wife? remember his house? Go egg it now. No. No. I do remember the house. Exactly. I don't, I don't hate it. Egg it. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I would go do I something. I don't hate it. All right. I'll tell you where it is, Lunchbox. Amy, for you guys on Halloween night, you were going to watch us, you and your daughter. Yes. And you had asked us if. If us was for kids. And we said we thought it was fine-ish for kids, especially your daughter who's mature for 14. Right. And her favorite genre is horror films. And I don't know why, but it is. So we've had to lean in and let her watch things that normally we would not let our son watch at all whatsoever. So he was not a part of this. And I have to say, I was pretty grossed out and scared myself. There were times where I was grabbing her arm and she would look at me and she'd be like, Mom, don't you know that this is all fake? Like her brain is able to really tell her nothing about this is real and it's fake. So she just enjoys the way that it is. But was it okay to watch? I mean, I think that's the question. More than the review, did you feel like it was okay for a 14-year-old to watch her? Us? 
her. Yes. I don't know. For some 14-year-olds, it's totally not. Like, I was like, what? But I went to a parental sensor website, Common Sense for Parents or whatever, and most parents on there that reviewed it said they give it 14 and up. And I give it two and a half uh, doppelgangers uh-huh. out of five, and my daughter probably gives it five out of five. I got to tell you, I give it three and a half. Yeah. Uh, three and a half to four. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it. That's a Jordan Peele movie, right? He also had one. Get, get, get out. out. Ooh, that so was crazy. Good. Mind so blown. Yes. Mind blown on Get Out. Because Us was like, not the sequel, but a similar vibe from a guy as we only knew to do comedy. Yeah. yeah. That Get Out, I don't even like horror movies, and I'm sitting here talking about two of them. That Get Out was awesome. Yeah, so was can really she good. watch Get Out? Uh, I don't remember because I just remember thinking I'm an adult and I'm watching this and I'm not keeping track of what's up. Okay. Yeah, I know. Mike, can a 14 year old watch Get Out? About the same thing. Okay. Well, maybe. I just, I. But it's a relationship. So it's a different story. I I don't know. Get Out to me. Get Out's great. I'll I'll check my parental website. The Common Sense website. I, what's crazy about that is I'm trusting these parents' reviews, and right. I have no idea who these parents you just are. Trust mine app, no kids. <laughs> yeah, come on. Follow it up with a double feature of Squid Game. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Oregon. Police received a call about a home break-in. They respond to the scene. The guy flees, runs, he hides, and then he sees a school bus pull up. He's like, oh, perfect getaway. So he comes out of the bushes and tries to board the bus like a school student. (laughs) (laughs) It looked a little different. Did it say how how old was he again? Uh, I believe he was like 30. Mm. Little Timmy, where's your backpack? (laughs) Oh, yeah. At home, I forgot it. What what, in your, the world? your mustache. <laughs> You've grown a lot. Oh, he's older than 30 now that I see his picture. <laughs> Is he? Uh, oh, he's way older than Eddie. Yeah, he's older than 30. <laughs> so, what do they do to him? Uh, the bus driver called police and they arrested him and charged him with home invasion. Smart move. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here are your top three songs this week in country music. Uh, none of them moved. Same mm. top three as last wow. week. Not that you were sitting there keeping track, but number three is Zach Brown Band, Same Boat. We're all in the same boat. You know, this whole song reminds me of Andy from The Office. That's what the Nard Dog does. So it's like a mixture of the Nard Dog and Chicken Fried. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I love them both. <laughs> Good Good that's why that song's at number three. At number two again, Walker Hayes' Fancy Light. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. I mean, Walker's getting gypped. This song should have been a number one for four weeks already. Oh, yeah. It should be a number one this week. It should be number one for four. Just based on data. I don't care if you like the song or not. But per the rules of the game, I mean, this song's been crushing. But who doesn't like it? That's my question. Well, the debate is, is that country? Oh. You know? (laughs) I suck at that game. He says Natty Light in it. Of course it's country. Squeaky squeak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's at number two. And number one for another week is Jason Aldean with Carrie, If I Didn't Love You. If I didn't love you, I'd be good by now. So there are your top three songs. The number one pop song is from the Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber Stay. And the number one hip-hop song is from Doja Cat, Need to Know. So that's what's up. Those are the top three songs in country music and other formats. We'll see you guys soon. All right, bye, everybody. Bobby Bones.